am your host, Ruth Rubio. The purpose of the Spanglish Latina podcast is to give and create a safe space where we can talk about anything and everything. Nothing is off limits. Real conversations where we can learn, grow, and share personal experiences, knowledge, and advice. Take what speaks to you and what doesn't resonate, you can choose to take it with a grain of salt. Think of this as a conversation with your amigas or your homegirls. And just a reminder, everything I do or say comes from a good place and I always mean well. Now let's get started. Hello and thank you for joining me on another episode of Luna Mia podcast. And on today's episode, my guest is Marisa Lima. She is the founder of Copy Crush, a copywriting agency for trailblazing creative entrepreneurs who march to the beat of their own drums. With a lifelong love of writing, she is passionate about using storytelling and honest sale tactics to help women entrepreneurs build bold, personality-filled brands, amplify their voices, and share their passion and expertise with the world through the power of the written word. Welcome, Marissa. Thank you for being here today. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. I know. I'm so excited to have you. I met you last year at the We All Grow Summit. And when I first met you, there was just something about you. You were always smiling. You're always so happy. Well, at least when I would see you or run into you, I'm like, damn, she is always smiling. And I loved your energy. And I'm so happy to have you here today. So welcome. Uh, well, thank you so much. You know, the funny thing is, is I hear that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, that's my vibe. Like, I'm just so like, I'd prefer to move through the world in a way that like brings joy and people will come up to me and they'll be like, you know, I've known you for a little while now. And I swear, I can't think of the idea of you being mad. I'm like, I'm a human. I get mad, you know, but they just like, can't even fathom it. And I'm like, all right, that like, why do I keep hearing that one thing? Like all my life? I don't know, but that's just my vibe. You're just a ray of sunshine and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I wish a lot more people were like you, porque como que si hay, there's people amargados out there, but I'm glad you're not one of those. <laughs> Of course, it's a choice, you know, to, you know, uh, put yourself out in the world, whatever way that feels right to you. And that's just me. Yes. And you said it, right? You are human. We all are human. So obviously, you know, this isn't always you, but it's mostly you. Because again, if people are bringing that up to you, that just means that this is you. But it's okay to be mad sometimes, you know, feel your feels, girl. There's nothing wrong with that, too. <laughs> exactly. There is no po uh, toxic positivity here. It's all authentic and real. Yes, I feel like I need to do a whole episode on toxic positivity because I feel like I was there in the past before where I didn't want to feel my feels, but then I came to terms with no girl, you need to cry it out sometimes and there's nothing wrong with that and no guilt should come from that too. Seriously. And that's a huge part of it is that I feel like when you feel them, like as they come and you let them pass through and you're like, okay, I'm going to like, I feel a need to just like have a good cry session. And then afterwards you're like, man, I feel good. I'm on top of the world now. <laughs> I know sometimes you just have to cry it out and it's true it's like an energy that you were holding in so when you cry and release it you're like all right I'm back to being a bad bitch again <laughs> yes, exactly what does it say like bad bitches have bad days too we cry <laughs> so, 
we just get back up, you know? <laughs> yes, we are all okay to have bad days sometimes, you know, and we know that it's only temporary and we work through them. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell the people listening a little bit about you. Yes. So my name is Marissa Lima and, you know, I became a copywriter because writing has been a huge passion of my life all my life. I started when I was like in sixth grade, I wrote like I was going to bed and I was like spacing out, you know, when you do and you're just, I was like, oh my God, I have this idea for a story. And I started writing it out and everything. And I was like, this is so fun. This is amazing. And I like, was like, oh my God, this is actually something that's really a cool story. And I maybe I should start doing this more. So like, this is something that I've been creating literally since that day. I never stopped writing. I've been like working on it forever. It's been like my passion, but outside of that, I still just love, um, experiencing like travel. I love just being in the moment and like dancing. I've been learning salsa and bachata, which is like literally lights me up. And I just love, you know, being present in the moment, uh, trying new things, eating delicious food, uh, exploring new cities and just getting out there. I love that you in sixth grade was already into writing because let's be real, that's not many of us. So the fact that, you know, young version of you was already like, you know what, I enjoy this. This is what I can see myself doing because let's be real, some people to this day don't know what they want. So kudos to you for being in sixth grade and already knowing this is it. <laughs> you know, and that's not lost on me. I've always like really appreciated that, that I could basically know what lights me up very early on and lean heavily into it. Uh, and it's always been something for me where it's like, how can I build this skill? How can I take classes, you know, practice and bring people into my life who are experts in this and can guide me? And I think that is a huge part of it is because I didn't just like oh, you know, this is something that I, you know, isn't really a realistic career and maybe da, 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 which is definitely a conversation many people try to have with me. Um, but I was always like, oh, you're a writer. Like I had a, a teacher, like my teacher's husband was a writer and he was also our like flag football coach. And he read my stuff and he like, I have the notes still to this day where it says like, your writing style is really mature and it's like really beautiful. And I really think you should keep going and, you know, work on this. And he would write a read all of my work. And I would constantly bring people in who were experts to help me give me feedback and just like cheer me on. And I think that really like made me feel like more confident that this is something that I should go for. Uh, they gave me a path where it was like, okay, if you really want to be a writer, like you can be a professor and then write on the side. And I, I followed that for a really long time before I realized that it's something that like didn't align with me. And I was like, I found copywriting and this thing is amazing. So I did find my place in life. But it was never lost on me that there are people in the world who are, you know, searching for the thing that lights them up and like feels aligned with them and the things that like uh, work align with their lifestyles. I love that you already at such a young age had someone that was there holding space for you and checking your writing skills and 
kind of like a cheerleader, right? I think that's so important to have in any type of chapter in your life. But the fact that you already had that, you already knew what you wanted to do. You had people rallying behind you. How were your parents when you started writing? Were they supportive of this? Were they like, ¿Qué estás haciendo? <laughs> Uh, you know what? I think that it just felt right, you know, and they were like, yeah, that makes sense for her. I remember my mom would be cooking at the end of the day and I would, there was like this tiny little chair. I mean, it was tiny, like toddler chair. I don't know why that was the chair in our kitchen. I would sit in this tiny chair and just like talk my mom's ear off about writing and the stories that I was reading. Cause I was like a huge, like uh, literature, like buff. It was crazy. I was always reading something. Uh, and she really saw that and she would buy me books and everything. So, so I was constantly just talking her ear off about writing. So she was like, yeah, that just makes sense for you. <laughs> Well, even herself, right, bringing you books because she knew that you were actually enjoying it. It actually shows that she was supportive. Maybe she didn't understand it. She's like, hey, she likes reading. Kudos to her. Here you go. So she gave you the tools also to continue to read and learn because there's so much knowledge in books alone that, and especially back then, I mean, it wasn't that accessible. So, you know, she had to go put the work in to get the books for you too. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They, um, they were hustling, you know, they were just trying to like get, you know, the next day, get the next rent, you know, <laughs> and everything. And they're just like, you know, trying their best. And the fact that they could really just be like, okay, well, you know, uh, let's go and get like, I pretty much like got gifts really on Christmas. So Christmas was like book heaven for me. <laughs> And so I was like, okay, this book, this book, this book. And they kind of like started to understand the kinds of books that I read, but they also like really guided me towards like, or at least my mom would guide me towards like Latino, Latina artists and everything too. So it was something that like really almost was intentional, you know, they were like, okay, I see this gift. I see this passion. Like, um, let's make sure that it's not like just, you know, the things that you're going to be reading in high school and college where it's like I don't know um what's it like a Frankenstein you're just gonna read Frankenstein but like actually have more under your belt it's important because you still have to read other authors and people that you can relate to as well is super important and she didn't want your traditions and your you know your background to get lost as well so in a way she was like I support you but also take on the authors that are our people too and I love that she was all about you know community and keeping that into your life and incorporating it even into what you're doing now because I'm sure you're still very strong about your roots and where you come from and your mom helped you start that so I love that and that fact that they were supportive too helps a lot too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it would have been really hard if uh, they were just like not understanding. I could see that very much because she had a, a good friend. She was a nurse. So she was very practical person. And she uh, was asking me, oh, what do you want to do? And I, so I told her and she's like, she had a husband who was a doctor and he was more of a, the kind of person who was like, you can be whatever you want. So he was like really hyping me up. And she was like, excuse me stop that's not realistic for her you need to stop uh, like 
telling her these things and filling her head with these things. She needs to get a real job. She was saying this in front of me and she came and she turned to me and she, you know, she had really like good intentions and she's a really, really sweet person. And she was like a, a really close family friend. So um, no disrespect to her, no hate. Like I totally understand where she was coming from, but she was definitely like, look, you need to find something that actually is going to be a steady career. And I was like, okay. <laughs> You're like noted, but the delivery wasn't the best, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you also talked about how you were taking classes. And for me, I think it's very important to invest in yourself for these classes, whether it's online, in person, or in general. How did you feel comfortable at that point to invest in yourself? Did you always see it as that for yourself? Um, you know, it, it was a struggle because I actually was really ambitious, really young. I always wanted a better education. I wanted all these like investments into myself that kind of weren't attainable. I was quite often told, no, like you can't join this program. You can't go to this nicer school. There was always an obstacle in my way, uh, but I always found a way around it too. So for instance, I, when I was in high school, I actually found out that you can uh, basically take community college classes before you graduate. And I had done like the, the, the school that I went to, they kind of were like bare bones in what they offered. They were a really good school. I did end up getting like a really nice public school that I went to, but they kind of like were, okay, you did everything. There's nothing else for you. And I was like, all right, so I'm going to leave at lunch and I'm going to go to the community college. I'm going to ride my bike there and do what I got to do. So I took uh, creative writing classes. I also took Spanish classes. Um, and I was like, just dedicated. And I was like, I'm going to do this thing. And I'm going to invest in myself. And even those professors, for the most part, were like, okay, this, you know, this girl wants to have this lifestyle of being a writer. How can I like help guide her? Although there was, <laughs> there was one professor who literally kicked me out because I was in high school. He was like, oh, are you looking forward to prom? Well, if you're looking forward to prom, that means you're immature and you're too immature to be a part of this class. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> you're crazy. Like, you know what? Good riddance. I'm glad I didn't take that class. <laughs> Shame on him for even saying that. Like, one that just shows he had clearly triggered he was probably triggered by you for being so young and knowing what you want to do and shame on him for doing that especially when you were in high school and you were so driven already instead of seeing the positives he just put you in assumed that you were immature I'm sorry not sorry but <laughs> I took college classes in high school too but they came to our high school I didn't have to go to college and to be honest if I had to go take myself over there I would probably be too intimidated so kudos for you for regardless of you know the obstacles that came your way you still push through and I think it's important for everyone to listen to that because anything I feel you put your mind to and you put the work towards that you can achieve and you are clear of that and a clear actual example that it can be done so kudos to you and again kudos for younger Marissa for being a bad bitch too <laughs> Uh, yes. And you know, that's the like really important part is that if you really want something and like you're dead, like 
really dedicated for getting this done, there's going to be a path and there's going to be people who are going to be people who see it and they're going to be like, oh, okay, that's, there's something there, you know, and they're, they're going to like want to lift you up as long as you're making the noise. You can't give up. You have to be like, I want this. I want this. Like say it out loud. And there are people who say like, oh, work on the behind the scenes. Don't tell people what you want. I do understand that point of view because, you know, there are people out there who don't want to see you shine. Like that's a fact, but you can't let those people like dull your shine. You have to put it out that you want this. You are not going to stop. You're going for this. And there's no one who's going to get in your way. And honestly, like the universe is going to like put that path in front of you. And for the most part, I feel like people project their fears and their insecurities onto you. And they want that to be your truth so bad because it will take away from them maybe not doing what they would think of where they were already or where they should be. And for me, that's unfair because just because you are shining bright like a diamond, as you should, you should never take the shine away from someone else just because you're not doing it, right? So people that are trying to bring you down or saying or putting doubt in your head, then you need to reevaluate and see like, are they projecting on me because I know for sure that's not my truth that's for sure <laughs> yes the thing to remember is that reality is perception and someone's reality might really be that you can't do x y and z that you know you, you can't feel proud about what you're doing you can't do the things you want to do like that might very well be their idea of reality and they're going to live their life in a way that aligns with their perception but guess what you're your own person like i have my own reality and in my world Things are possible. I can dream and I can keep going and fighting for it. I'm not saying things are going to sit on it. Like they're going to just come to you and like, you know, oh, there we go. I did it. I said I wanted it and I got it. No, you have to do the work. You have to build that skill. You have to go for it. But the good thing is, is that when you have that mindset and you're coming from a place of like, all I really have to do is be dedicated, focused, and really desire this thing, then all of a sudden things change and it, like the world kind of aligns with that. It's like the law of attraction, right? And whatever you put out, you get back in return. And that's an everything, not just business, but life, personal. That's I'm like, I believe in karma. It's good and it's bad. So I try to be as good as I can because it will come back to you in tenfold. And I think that's the thing. I think because we are so into what we believe and what we know that people like that might come into our path, but we already know that they're not serving us and we take them with a grain of salt. We're like, okay, I see who you are or I see what you're about, but that's not my truth. So keep that side over there. <laughs> exactly. And the people that you have around you are really, really impactful for your life. So like having strong boundaries, knowing the purposes of the people around you. Sometimes people are meant to be really close and to be that person that is, you know, maybe you can lean on them for X, Y, and Z. And some people are there just to like, you know, like it's cool to hang out sometimes and it's cool to do this and that, but you know, I'm not going to tell you like the thing that is like really, really burning in my heart, because I don't know if you're going to support that. And that's okay. That's all right. You, you know, like where they stand. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I think it's so important to build that community of people that are your safe space that you know for sure do want the best for you, are cheering you on because it's those people that become your chosen family and community. We're not meant to do this alone. So it is important, like you said, be very mindful of who you keep around because if you do surround yourself with a lot of people that are in that negative or low frequency, it's hard for you not to match their energy. So I think it is important to be aware and to boundaries because boundaries are necessary for sure. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. And then see seek out those people seek out the people that you want in your life and invite them in and say like hey I just want to hear from you I want to hear like your story I I feel like you would be a positive impact in my life and just don't be afraid to just literally come up to someone I mean I guess not a random person on the street but But someone that you know, maybe that's like a little bit outside of your orbit and bring them in. Uh, And that's a huge part of what I think got me where I am today is that all throughout my life, whenever I had a question about what's next, what do I need to know? Like, what is the world outside of my bubble look like? I sought out people who I thought would be the best to guide me. And I went to them and I said, Hey, can we sit down and talk? Like, can you guide me? Can you tell me a little bit? What's your experience? What's your in like expertise? Like, and I feel like that was something where people are actually genuinely interested in uplifting the people around them, as long as they're asking and showing that initiative, of course. But they're like, yeah, I'll like sit down. I got 10 minutes. Like I can tell you what's up. There are so many people who are willing to help. You just got to be there. Yeah, and look for it, right? Because there is community out there. It is out there when you look for it and when you put in the work. And it's important to have people that have already done that, that are where you are so that you can pick their brain. And there are people that don't want to just, you know, hold things for themselves and keep it in or gatekeeping because, at the end of the day, those are the people that they are where they are because of that, because they want to help other people get to where they are and level up to where they can be as well. So kudos to you for not being afraid to reach out because at the end of the day, we're all human beings. Like that person you look up to is just a human as well. And I'm sure if anything, it's kind of an honor when they do have people reaching out to them, right? It's like, okay, I must be doing something, right? Oh, yes, exactly. It would be an honor. Honestly, if there was someone who was younger than me that came up to me and was like, I want to do what you're doing. Like, tell me what it's like. I feel like, yeah, that would make me feel proud. Not necessarily like, oh, I'm proud of myself, which of course I think is good. Um, But more so like, oh, I can lead the next generation. I can guide someone to find the thing that really, really like aligns with their vision of their life, their future and help them out. Like there's nothing wrong. Like that's good. That means you're really showing the world like, Hey, I am more than just, you know, myself. I am a community. I'm a force and I can actually turn around and uplift the community around me. Amen to that. And how has your experience of just, you always had the entrepreneur in you, but how has your journey been to get you where you are here? How were your past jobs or what moments stuck out for you that made you realize I want to be working for myself, have my own business and you made it happen? 
Yes, it actually started with entrepreneurship in a, in a like a kind of extract way. Um, basically, I started kind of like selling candies in school and it ended up being when I was in college, I started like a bakery kind of thing, like a home bakery. And it was like a cookie delivery service where I was, you know, I made a whole brand. I started marketing that and I had like a website. It was very basic, but it was my first time. And I was like, this is so cool because I love baking and I love everything sweets. But now that I'm like using my writing skills in a way that is like kind of coming together with, you know, my love of baking and everything, it was like a mind-blowing aha moment. I was like, oh my God, small business, entrepreneurship, like this, this is something I didn't realize that like could be like part of my life. So it, it was, I had so much fun creating the menus, trying to like make a process be like really clean for instance if you're making cookies you need to do it quickly and also you need to clean up after yourself uh so how do you create a process where you're doing all that efficiently and then still like taking pictures of the cookies and making them look enticing how what words do you say uh so i that was like my first taste pun intended um of entrepreneurship and then I started actually in sales. I had like a sales job, um, both inside and outside sales. If you don't know what that means, I was, you know, basically door to door and on the phone. Uh, and I was working with basically selling marketing to small businesses in my area. And then as I went, uh, I met my husband through that program because he had a small business. <laughs> and I, this guy, I was like, oh my God, he's cool. He's like different from anyone who's the business owner that I met. And I was like really intrigued. Um, he was cute too. Uh, and <laughs> so I met him and I started learning more about his business. I really loved martial arts. So I actually joined his uh, business, which is a martial arts academy. Uh, it's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And as I did, I was like, why don't you have a website? Why don't you have like social media? He had a Facebook. And I was like, why don't we actually start creating like more branding for your business? And so I just jumped right in. I was like, I did this before. I'm going to do it again. So that's been 10 years. It's literally been open for over 10 years, probably going to be 11 years in two months. Wow. And I started working as a writer for tech companies in San Francisco. And it was honestly something that I felt like I was really good at, but it wasn't lighting me up. I was like, I mean, this is, this is cool. And I felt really like proud of the fact that people were coming up to be like, oh, because you did this thing, um, our new app was approved, um, or our, uh, our project was, you know, approved or now everybody in my, uh, team knows how to do x y and z uh that was really exciting because i was like oh i can see right away the turnout of like or the turnaround of my work so that was cool but it was just something that i was like oh just not really exciting for me so i started getting more into like marketing and copywriting within the jobs that i had because once again i was like hey i want to explore more uh, do you guys have any actual like uh, copywriting jobs for me. So like, literally I was like 
taking on more work than what was even required of me because I was like, I want to lean into this. I want to go more. So as I was doing that, I was like, this is cool, but I actually want to like focus just on this. And I realized that even though my job started becoming more hybrid, I wanted to really jump into being a copywriter for entrepreneurs and small businesses because I just kept going back and going back and be like, you know, I want to work with like people who I really resonate with, the real people. Um, so I decided, you know, let me go ahead and jump right in and take a leap of faith. And when I did, it was crazy because I really didn't have like the strongest like a uh, backup plan. <laughs> so I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I was like, all right. And it really just went full speed ahead from there. And I also, at times, like I was a copywriter for Net, uh, Netgear for over a year, for instance, and worked with uh, Barefoot Wines. So the jobs for copywriting came in once I actually decided to go all in. And it, it's just been like this amazing experience that all started because I was leaning into the thing that I really felt was right for me and lit me up and was literally going out and be like, Hey, 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 here I am. I want these things. Give me more. I want more. I was so hungry for it. And like, I mean, I honestly, the people couldn't say no to me. <laughs> I was like, I want more. <laughs> so. I don't think that's normal. Honestly, people want less usually. So the fact that you're like, okay, I want more. I'm thirsty for more. Like if anything, you're a diamond that's rare because again, people are usually like, Oh, that's, too much work for me I'm not trying to do that and you did the complete opposite you're like I need more work I need to be stimulated more because it seems like that's where you thrive from what it sounds like and it is so cute to me that you met your husband doing this too because again it all aligned right like you were doing what you love you were helping small businesses and look at you still helping your man's business I'm sure and that's amazing and I feel like if anything that probably brought you both closer together and like you said I'm sure he's cute because you're like he was cute too so that was a plus so congratulations to not only having your job, your dream job, and your man of your dreams along the way too. <laughs> That's so cute. And it all just comes right back to writing. <laughs> and good looking out writing because you met your man and look at you go. <laughs> and what are some of the biggest challenges you think that you've experienced with being a copywriter? Is it when you get writer's block or do you get writer's block ever? And if so, how do you even deal with that too? Oh my God, do I get writer's block? Um, <laughs> just like everybody else. Yes. Uh, it definitely, I would say that writer's block is actually definitely something that is a challenge. So I usually when I have writer's block, I have to take a step back and really think about why I'm doing what I'm doing and have fun with it. I think that's the biggest part because then I'm usually when that happens, I'm like so in the thick of something and I'm so trying to be technical, which, you know, a tech, the technical part is very big on what I do in the first place. I'm not like sitting down and be like, oh, let me just write something that sounds good. There really is that element of it. So I think when I have writer's block is that I have to sit down and like rebalance myself to have that both creative and the technical side of it. So what I do is I just like sit down and actually just have a creative writing session. I go back to my roots. I have a blank piece of paper and I not on my computer. I'm literally like go back to pen and paper. 
And maybe I go to a cafe, maybe it's just like outside, whatever. I leave like my little room and I don't have any pressure. I don't have any topic. I just sit and write and I have fun with it. And when that happens, it tends to like unleash that creativity and it unleashes like that pressure. It's, there's no more pressure. It's just, okay, now I just, this is why I'm doing this because I love to write. Uh, Usually when that happens, like my, my thoughts just go wild. I'm like, oh my God, now I just like making all these connections about how I can work on this project that I'm on. And I come back home and I just like sit down and you know how like you get tunnel vision, you're just like an hour passes and you didn't realize it. <laughs> it just like, it just flows from there. So usually when I go back to my roots and have fun with it, it comes right out. That's good. And a change of scenery sometimes is necessary. That's for sure. Because you get so used to being in your bubble that you do have to snap yourself out of your comfort zone where it's like, okay, I'm good now. I'm back. It's all coming back to me now. Yes, exactly. And I love like changing scenery in general. Like I'm a big like fan of going to cafes and corking, uh, what are they, corking centers. I don't know why I'm like on that. Uh, but going out to parks and riding anywhere that's different, that really, really helps me just kind of like get out of any type of funk, any rut or anything and like really like refreshes my freedom of mind. So I'm very big on that. I love it. And if there is a business listening uh, out there right now, what would the process be like if they decide to work for you? Or with you, not for you. <laughs> Work together. <laughs> Work together, yes. Um, it definitely is a collaborative experience too. So I would say when we get together and we decide, okay, this is the project that you need. Um, this is the ways in which I can help you, you know, reach that next level of business. We have a kickoff call where I really dive into who you are, what you do, what makes you passionate about it, and what is the transformation that you're looking to have like uh, impact your clients. And I also give you a questionnaire to fill out. It's a little bit lengthy, but in like the best way possible, because it actually challenges you to think a little bit more deeply. And then it gives me everything I need. Usually it's like so like uh, thorough and in depth that it like really gives me everything. Um, but from there, when I have that, I like dive into that. I start doing research. So I look into everything that you've already done, already posted, really get a feel for your personality and brand voice. Um, and then I get to know your dream clients. And there are um, elements of that that you can choose from, whether that is actually interviewing past clients or getting user testing where you get like somebody's first impression of, uh, impression of your, you know, maybe it's a website, sales page, whatever it may be. Um, and then I like kind of look around in the uh, industry. I get familiar with your craft. I look at the big picture and all the tiny details. And once I like really feel like I understand your business inside and out, I create a plan and a messaging strategy and I build you your own custom brand voice. 
Uh, once everything is done, I create a wireframe and I share writing samples. And that's my favorite part because it just makes sure that everyone's on the same page and I'm really hitting it out of the park for like what your vision is for your business. So you go, okay, this is exactly what I want to hear. Or, oh, you know, I actually would prefer this word over that word. So just kind of like make sure that we're both like on the same page. After that, I get to writing and I really just like put my head down and, go, you know, get creative with it and make sure that there's like a hierarchy and there's something that takes basically the messaging strategy takes them from like just landing on whatever piece of content it is, maybe not super aware of your brand and what you do. And then at the end, they have a real clear understanding of how they're going to benefit, how they're going to have a transformation, and how you're specifically the one uh, that is best to help lead them and guide them on this transformation or whatever it may be. Maybe you're serving them in a way that improves their lives or their businesses, or maybe like um, uplifts them in some kind of way. After we're done, we have two rounds of revisions and I welcome open and honest feedback. As a writer, I have thick skin. It's just part of the job. <laughs> so I'm like, give it to me. We're going to have fun. We're going to really just sit down and have like a collaborative uh, session. And then as you launch your content, you're you're going to be part of my crew. So I'm going to be cheering you on the whole way through as you go and grow. And I'm just going to like be there if you need help with anything um, as you launch and um, amplify, you know, maybe I'll like shout you out to be like, hey, like this person that I work with has just launched their new email marketing or sales page or whatever it may be. Uh, and then, yeah, from there, I'm just cheering you on and hoping that, you know, you just thrive in life and business. I love that. I love that it's collaborating where you're not like saying this is what has to be done. Like you're still allowing their personalities to shine through and you, if anything, you're just like a guidance and giving them the tools necessary because as a business owner, we all know you get busy, you wish you had time to do all this. And again, it is important to invest in things that make your life easier. And you, with what you bring, it sounds like it makes it so much easier for people who are trying to start their businesses and you know getting their dream client in. So it's important for people to understand that this investment is not only for your mental health, for your emotional health, for all types of things. <laughs> Yes. The cool thing about copywriting, and I feel like it's a little bit underrated as a whole because people don't always understand like the depth of copywriting. Is this something that grows with you? It's something not only in like the literal sense that you put it out there and it makes you money. So it's like, if you put a few thousand dollars into this, you can get like multiple tens of thousands of dollars back. Like it's really an investment that like returns like tenfold back to you. But it's also something that like and just enriches your marketing all around. All the time I get my past clients is DMing me being like, can I use this in this other thing? Can I use my value proposition in my email marketing or my social post? Can I do this? I'm like go ahead, you know, like this is your branding and it only benefits you to have it consistent and 
everywhere that you market. So this is something that you can literally take from and just like create something even more impactful everywhere else in your business. And what type of projects are your ultimate favorite? Because I'm sure you get a lot of people reaching out for you, but which one is your, if you have one, because I'm sure that's hard, but if you have one, what do you think is your favorite? Okay. Yeah. So my packaging is simplified in the beginning, but then, you know, when you work with me, like it definitely opens up, right? So my packages start with website copywriting, sales page copywriting, and email marketing. Honestly, it's hard to say which one is my favorite because they're honestly so fun in like different ways. My favorite way to get started with a new client is website copy. That's, I love working website client, uh, website copy with new clients because it almost sets a uh, standard for your business. And I'm like, okay, this is like number one. And then from there, you're creating emails and sales pages. Maybe you have packaging copy or products, descriptions. And like, then there's all this depth to it. But like, when you start from like square one and then we can like, literally grow together like you with your business and then me as your copywriter on your team it's like this cool thing where it's like okay now we're going to go to the next level now we're going to do this and we're building and expanding and scaling your business and it becomes like this long-term relationship that sees like all that return on investment like that right there hands down that's the best I love that. And I think that you're dropping so many gems here. And if people do want to work with you, how would they be able to contact you? Your Instagram is at my copy crush, but is there another way where they can reach out if interested? Yes. So first I would say, I would just invite you to be a part of my community. So follow me, but also I have a co-working group where I meet with um, a group of like-minded entrepreneurs every other Friday, 10 a.m. PST. Um, that way you're just part of the community. We're super awesome people who are just cheering each other on, lighting each other up and, you know, just going through entrepreneurial life together. But then I have quite a few really cool offers on that I do. So for instance, I have a membership where you do really that foundational work. It's called the meet your dream client membership. And it is something that can serve you from the beginning of relationship, relationship, uh, the beginning of your business to the very, like you're scaling to six figures and beyond you're going, you know, it's something where it's like, you're going to learn about your dream clients and you're going to stay in tune with what they need from you and how to communicate with them. And then if you wanted to really sit down with me and figure out what is best for you, I would say just book a call with me and we can really have a conversation and get to know your business and your goals for your business. And we can find something that like really aligns with how we can help you reach those goals. Yes. And I love that you make it so you simplify it as best as you can, because I'm sure for a lot of people, this might be overwhelming, especially if you're just starting. And I love the fact that you simplify it because it's like, okay, it makes sense when you narrow it down to let's just see what, how I can help you. And that is important, right? Just to 
simple put it in the simplest words because sometimes it's like that doesn't even sound like English what is that so I appreciate you <laughs> for helping me help myself understand stuff too <laughs> yeah I feel like at the end of the day like you have all these goals and you're like what's the first step I need to take to even get started on that path the first step you know just reach out have that conversation Yay, I love that. And I love asking this question because it's hard as an entrepreneur, but how do you balance your work life to personal life? How is that? Or have you had challenges with balancing everything in general? You know, I started out with a, like really struggling with that. And I feel like I've leaned into it and figured it out more as I went on. Uh, in the beginning, it was like, I had this really, really structured lifestyle that literally, like, I could not miss time frames. I was like, I have to be on the train by 7.15, exactly. And I had to be on the bus by 3.30 PM, you know? So all of that went away overnight. And I was just like, oh my God, I have an entire day to figure out on my own. Uh, so honestly, it really came with planning and routines. And as I started to create like a system for myself that is like, okay, I know what I'm going to be doing, you know, on what day and what, um, week, then it really just became a matter of like sitting down and actually, you know, following along with it. Uh, and once I figured that out, then I had that freedom to be like, okay, well now how do I create something that, um, is has fun in my life how do I create little pockets of like oh I'm having a good you know day I'm having a good time how do I treat myself um so it's there are definitely big you know moments where I like go on vacation and I travel and I have fun I'm like gonna be going to a concert and then like uh two weeks I think um and there are also like those small moments where every day is something that you know, is fun and enjoyable too. I love that. It's all about balance, right? Balancing as much as you can, because obviously sometimes shit happens and you can't, but <laughs> as much as you can, who are you going to go see? I love concerts. Um, Actually, so my husband is Brazilian. He grew up in Brazil and he showed me all of his favorite artists. And it's a Brazilian artist who's coming here uh, to the U.S. I don't know if it's their first tour, but um, they're going to be going to San Francisco and it's, they are Zineto Cristiano and they're kind of like, uh, the best way to describe it is like Brazilian romantic, uh, kind of a little bit country music. I just, I love them. They're so good. Oh, I love that he's taking you into his world and you're taking it and embracing it. That's amazing. And the fact that they're coming from Brazil, girl, you're going to have so much fun. I can't wait for you to go. I'll live through you. Make sure you post. <laughs> oh yeah. I'll post. I'll, you know, do all the fun stuff and you guys can see all the good stuff. Yes. And thank you again, Marissa, for being here today, recording with me. Again, you dropped so many gems. You are one resource that I feel everyone can probably use and probably needs. So thank you for agreeing to record with me. I appreciate you. Of course, honestly, I want to say thank you too, because this was so fun. I had a good time chatting and I think we had some good conversations. So thank you so much for having me on the podcast. 
Yes, and before we go, um, when we were having dinner, we mentioned how you were more open to being a speaker, and I see you're going to be a speaker. Look at you, manifesting queen. <laughs> yes, I am literally so excited, but also like so freaked out. Like I, I was like, I did that. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> you put it out in the universe, girl, and you work towards it, and there you go. The universe delivered. Yes, and like it just goes back to that like one year ago, I said, I want to be on a stage and I did the damn thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I'm proud of you. I've been seeing you do the damn thing and I'm rooting for you. I know you're going to kill it. You're going to do amazing. And I can't wait to see how much further you continue to grow in the years to come, love. I'm here cheering for you. I support you in every way, shape and form. And I thank you for today because I had so much fun too. <laughs> Uh, from the bottom of my heart, I just appreciate that so much. And the fact that, you know, like the hard work is really being visible to the world. And honestly, there are just dreams and big things coming ahead. And I really just love that you're, you know, inviting me on here and you're a part of it. And really, I just, you know, hope that at the end of the day that I can shine bright and I can help other people shine bright. And I'm just glad that we're all, you know, a community coming together. Amen. We all can shine bright together. When one wins, we all win. And thank you again, Marissa. Is there anything you want to say before we end today's episode? Uh, yes. Okay. So I would like to say that if you're listening here today, that if there is something that is really just pulling at your heart and you have a story to tell that your voice genuinely, truly matters. You are needed out in the world. People need to hear your specific, uh, uh, voice your perspective and what you have to offer to the table. I would say right now, literally you this ends go do something right now literally don't wait go do something right now that helps you spread that message yes we all need to hear stories that we especially can relate to so I second that and thank you Marissa make sure you follow her on Instagram at my copy crush and reach out to her because she is amazing if you haven't noticed in this episode already <laughs> And thank you, Marissa. I appreciate you. And thank you for listening to another episode of Luna Mia podcast. I appreciate you tuning in. As always, make sure you listen, subscribe, tell your mamas, tell everybody about my podcast. And thank you again, Marissa. And I will talk to you all on the next episode. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.